Hi, I'm Catherine McKenzie-Smith, life and business coach helping introverts find their own way to shine. Welcome to the League of Extraordinary Introverts podcast, where I have deep and meaningful conversations with other introverts who are stepping into their own life and proving that being introverted can't stop you from achieving incredible things. Hi, and welcome to the League of Extraordinary Introverts. I'm Catherine McKenzie-Smith, and today's episode is about how to decide your next step, especially for those of us who are internal processes, overthinkers, maybe a little bit indecisive. I know making decisions and trying to work out what the next thing to do is something that I have often struggled with in my life. I also want to thank you for listening to the podcast. I'm doing it a little bit differently at the moment um, as these are, you can check out all of these episodes as text posts over on my blog, katherinemckenziesmith.com slash blog. And I've also found some missing episodes that were recorded um, last year that will be coming your way soon. Some interview podcasts in the same format that I have used to do it in and some new episodes coming up as well. So it's going to be a little bit different around here, just shaking things up a little bit. So how to decide your next step. This is something that can really take up a lot of our energy and, you know, really stop us from actually moving forward, whether it's a business decision, quitting your job or a myriad of other micro decisions that you need to make during the day. And if you're more introverted, there's a chance that you spend a lot of your energy just trying to work out what to do next, trying to weigh up all of the different options, trying to avoid making a mistake, trying to get it right the first time. I totally understand. If you're not like that at all, please email me and let me know your secret. So firstly, I want to bring attention to actually how we can learn to love our deep thinking because you might not realize it. In fact, I don't think I did for a really long time, but we can see ourselves as overthinkers and think it's a bad thing. Maybe you grew up being told that you were too quiet, too indecisive, that you spend too much time in your head. And as harmless as some of those thoughts or comments might be, over time we can start to adopt that as part of our identity. As a Pisces, it was a bit of a family joke when I was growing up about my inability to make decisions or how long it would take to make decisions. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it started to become a story that I brought into my adult life that I really struggled and found it hard to make decisions in every aspect of my life and having to try and let go of that story to know that it was okay to take some time to think things through to weigh out my options and then to make a decision knowing I could always change my mind. And it's our choice what we choose to focus on, what we give our energy to, what stories we buy into and the ones that we choose to let go of. What if you considered that your need for time and space, your deep thinking and your ability to make an intentional decision was not better or worse than how anyone else makes decisions, just different? So I wanted to share with you some things that have really helped me as an overthinking empath, highly sensitive Pisces who has always struggled to make decisions and decided to let go of that story. Some of the things that have helped me in making decisions and deciding on my next steps, and hopefully they help 
give you some ideas on how you can do the same. So number one is to actually step back, because if you find yourself facing a decision, getting all up in your head, trying to think it through might actually not be helpful because often that causes more indecision, more overthinking. This is, you know, that saying that, um, you're not able to see the woods from the trees. And I know that this is something that I have often struggled with and that most of my clients come to me in that place as well, where they can't get perspective. You can't step back if you're all up in your head, just thinking everything through on that thought loop. Your energy is all up there. There's a good chance that you're completely disconnected from your body. And that's when that frazzled feeling starts to come in. More thoughts start to take over and that's when that spiraling can start as well. My friend Joe and I call it squirreling. You know, that feeling where suddenly everything feels urgent. You feel really behind. You're trying to do too many things at the same time and actually just using up a lot of energy and not actually getting anywhere it is the worst feeling ever. And as good as I have managed to get with getting out of my head and, you know, taking that step back, it is something that every now and again, I find myself still falling back into those old habits, definitely die hard. Um, is that the saying? I don't even know. Anyway, so my suggestion here is to actually intentionally step back as soon as you start to notice whatever your patterns are, if it's procrastinating, if it's starting to get a bit squirrely, take a step back, take some deep breaths, go for a walk or take a shower, do anything that you can to just step out of the space you're in where you're all up in your head and and draw your energy back into your body, really getting mindful and intentional about, you know, the simple things like your breath and how your body feels and your energy feels in your body. You might call a friend, you might go outside and just sit on the grass in the sun, you know, intentionally drawing your energy back down into your body and then down into the earth to just really ground you and connect you. It can take only a minute to actually notice those frazzled feelings, those overthinking thought loops that are happening, and then just step back from it and see how quickly that energy melts away and starts to calm right down. This alone is a huge thing that you can do anytime during the day, whenever it starts to feel like a lot going on in your head. And whether you're at work, whether you're, you know, just dealing with your family whether you are in your business, it is a really, really important thing that we take a step back and get some perspective. Number two is just on from that. Get it out of your head. When all those thoughts are playing on loop in your mind, of course, it starts to feel overwhelming. And the longer that we try to hold on to them, the faster they kind of fade away and everything starts to feel really urgent and it all starts to feel you know, concerning and um, all those decisions keep coming through and then new things get added and it all starts to spiral out of control. So the next thing from actually taking a step back that I really like to do is to write it down, whatever it is, however it works for you. So you might need to journal if, you, you know, you need to work out some emotional stuff that's going on. If you just need to actually dump out all of the thoughts going in your brain and be able to get a little bit of a separation from them and realize that your thoughts aren't who you are and they're not your situation. They're actually just something your mind is doing. You might find so that's a really great way to release emotions and let those thoughts get out 
you might like to just make a list of all the things that you need to do so you don't keep going around and around in circles thinking about how much you've got on. It might be a mind map if you're trying to plan something out or make sense of something. Just working out what works for you and what the situation needs as well, where you're at. And whatever it is, I just find that getting it out of your head and onto paper or a digital equivalent, if you prefer, is a really great way to actually physically kind of let it out. It's like the the muggle equivalent of a pensive. And you're actually just able to draw it out of your mind and put it somewhere outside of yourself. And that's a really great way to be able to get perspective and step back from it as well. Number three is be okay with making a mess. For some reason, I have always found this. I'm not sure if you're the same, but I've kind of had this thought in my mind that decision making and business building and all of these things have this. I've always had this invisible pressure that it needs to be linear. I don't know if I'm alone here. Let me know. And I'm sure it's because of this idea that most people talk about and most countries are run this way, especially Western countries and the capitalist nature of our the systems that we kind of have set up are linear. They're exponential growth, linear, forward moving, upwards motion that really makes it feel like it needs to be linear in how we run our businesses, how we set them up, how we create them and make decisions in them. And what has really helped me this year is to actually embrace a more cyclical approach to my business, similar to how the seasons work, embracing the fact that at different times, however that season and that cycle moves for us, is actually phases that our business and our energy and our creativity moves through in order for it to be this ongoing sustainable process. I don't believe that linear exponential growth is sustainable. Even if it looks like over a period of time, it is the way that most people create success in their businesses. I just don't prescribe to that at all. So it can also mean making a big mess before seeing any clarity. And I was talking about this in the League of Extraordinary Introverts group the other day that I recently made a big mess in my business, pulling apart my website, my offerings, my backend systems, the way that I do everything in a day-to-day in my business operations and reworking all of it to find a better way that works with my energy and my creativity and how I want my life to look. And it was kind of like, you know, when you are decluttering your house or doing a big clean out or moving and you make the biggest mess because you have to basically pull everything out, work out what doesn't fit anymore, work out what you don't want, work out what you're donating and what you're keeping and then find a new home for everything. But there's this point and I don't know if anyone else has this, but it definitely happens to me all the time where you create so much mess that you just have this point where there's no going back, but you also can't believe that you've made such a mess. And then you just have to kind of keep pushing forward and, you know, get through it. And, And eventually you start to see clear space on the floor and it all starts to fall into place. That is how I have felt this year in my business. And it has really helped to weed out some of the stuff that didn't wasn't working and start to rework it and find new spaces for everything so 
it's it's just one of these things and what I really took from that was that we can kind of keep going along with things the way that they are because it's easier than making a decision or it's easier than trying to work out what the next thing to do is but sometimes it's just actually sitting in the messiness sometimes it's just sitting in the discomfort of oh my gosh I've just blown this all up or I've just made a big mess or I'm not really sure what I'm doing and sometimes working through that or just sitting in it for a little while is where we find clarity because there is always that next step starts to present itself to us if we're just willing to sit with it for long enough. And I think we can be really impatient. I know I definitely am impatient and want an answer immediately, want that thing to just drop out of the sky and tell us what the next move is. And sometimes it's just sitting in the messiness, whatever that looks like. So can you be okay with sitting in that sometimes knowing that things will start to come together. At some point, something will shift and it will all start to make sense again. Number four is listen to yourself and let go of what everyone else is doing. This year, more than ever, we've been experiencing some collective unraveling, but our personal experiences and circumstances have still been individual within that. And I don't think I've ever cared less about what anyone else is doing than this year. I've been, you know, putting blinders on, focusing just on my mission and my message, showing up, being in the energy of my business and not consuming other people's content, not really paying attention to what anyone else is doing because it's really hard to make decisions in alignment with you and your needs and and what you desire and what your business needs and what your work is asking of you when you're constantly shifting your energy back and forth with all the other people and that are in your network or your industry or your bubble or your kind of zone of influence and feeling pulled in a million different directions because of course everyone's teaching what they have found success in and doing what is right for them and that isn't necessarily what's going to be right for you and so really the more we can sort of shut that out and feel into what we need what our business is asking of us and requires of us and the work that we're here to do the people that we're here to support or provide for or serve or whatever that might be so important to listen to what we need let go of expectations of how it should look or what others are doing so my little tip here is take a moment even now and ask yourself where are you putting pressure on yourself and that you can take off whether it's saying no or dropping something to immediately increase your happiness Maybe it's unfollowing or unsubscribing or starting to follow some new people, looking for new ways or new ideas or just taking a break so that you can come back and tune in to your work and your alignment. You probably, as soon as I said it, as soon as I asked that question, something might have even dropped in for you that you have been thinking about letting go of or needing to change or needing to unsubscribe from for a while. And so I really encourage you to do that. And my last tip or suggestion is to decide your next step and move forward. It can be hard to just make a decision. Like I said, I'm a Pisces and notorious for being terribly indecisive. 
but I chose, have chosen to not let that be my story any longer. And when you get your thoughts out of your head and onto paper in some way, you can get perspective from everything going on in your head. You can start to discern what is actually true. You can start to question or take a, an objective approach to what those thoughts are saying or what those ideas are, what you're ready to let go of, what's exciting you and where your energy is and what's frustrating you and needs to be handed to somebody else, outsourced or just dropped altogether. And then it's a case of just making a decision, literally choosing something because by not choosing, which we can sometimes do, we can choose to not make a decision at all. In doing that, we're still making a choice. And the funny thing about this is that as kids at school, we get a regular report card and informational feedback from teachers and the adults around us that keep us informed of how we're tracking if we're on the right track and if we need to make adjustments, then for many of us, we go on to work in environments where there are bosses and people ahead of us who do the same thing. I think they're called performance reviews. I've never had a proper job, so I can't remember. I think that's what they're called. You know, where we actually get to sit down with someone and they tell us, oh, this is what you're doing really well. This is what you need to improve on. This is how things are going. This is what your next step might look like. And in business, we don't get that. All we have to go on is how much money we're making, how many likes or followers we have on whatever platforms we choose to show up on. There's not really that much else out there that helps us in that way. And so it can be a transition that takes years to actually let go of the need for external validation that you're on track and you're doing the right thing. And that's not to say that I don't think it's important to listen to other people and to get feedback from your audience and to do your own reviews and appraisals if that is helpful to you. But it is such a different self-driven unconventional way of living your life and making decisions that we are just not really prepared for most of us. If you decide to, you know, write all your ideas down and just make a decision, you might, you know, literally you could close your eyes and just point somewhere and that be the choice that you make. It doesn't really matter because at any given moment, we get the choice to make another decision. We can always change our mind as quickly as we realize that, oh, no, this isn't going to work or, oh, no, this doesn't feel right anymore. That's absolutely fine. But we have been conditioned most of our lives to not trust that and not believe that that's OK. But it is. You just adjust course. Just like with anything, just like if you're driving or sailing, if, if boats are your thing, you check where you're wanting to go and you adjust the set of your sails. But we get so caught up in the decision-making process, the overthinking, the trying to make sense of it, trying to get it right, that it can be really, really time-consuming and exhausting for our energy to try and get it right the first time. You can always drop an idea, you can pick up another, but nothing works if you actually don't get started. 
And so my tip here is I found it really helpful to create a projects board in Trello where I list my current projects, what's coming up next and any future ideas. It helps me to not only remember everything that I'm thinking of or that is coming through, but it also helps me realize that not everything needs to be done now. There is a somewhat of a plan in place. That plan is fluid and can change at any moment, but keeping track of our ideas writing them down somewhere, knowing that at every given moment, the right one is going to present itself and feel like the right next step for us. And the more we can start to trust that, the easier it starts to get to just trust it and know that it will change and it can change and that that is totally fine, even though it takes a little while for it to start actually feeling natural and comfortable because we've had to undo all of our old conditioning. And when I talk about this, it is from a place of I have been there. I have done it. And I've seen far too many quiet, sensitive souls who are excited about their business, about the work that they want to do and the people that they see themselves supporting fall into a hole of indecision and overthinking and never really get anything off the ground because they haven't gotten past this one thing of actually working out what's next and just moving forward with it. We can worry and fret that we might make a mistake or make the wrong choice, but we'll never really know if we don't try. And being an entrepreneur or a business owner, however you see yourself, is living in a world of uncertainty, of failing forward and constantly adjusting expectations. The more we can embrace this, find safety and security in our foundations, our energy and our nervous system, the more we can be okay with the unknown and confidently decide our next step and move forward. I really hope that something in here has helped you, especially if you're in a place where you're trying to decide what the next step is for you. Please leave a rating and review if you are enjoying these episodes. Please let me know. You can email me info at katherinemckenziesmith.com or come join us in the League of Extraordinary Introverts community and let me know if you try out any of these. If you find it helpful at all, I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you listened to last week's episode and realized there was some issues with the audio, please know that that episode has been updated and is all good now. So you can go back and listen to the end of that. And as I mentioned, those missing episodes that I thought were lost forever will be coming up very shortly over the next few weeks, as well as some new interviews with some other incredible, extraordinary introverts. So stay tuned and please come back and we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the League of Extraordinary Introverts podcast. Head to katherinemckenziesmith.com to check out the show notes, join the League of Extraordinary Introverts Facebook community and join us Tuesdays at 10am Australian Eastern Standard Time for Coffee with Catherine.